Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 83 of Elijah Fire. I am Jeff Tharp. I am the host. Uh, I was going to come up with some silly pun, but I got nothing, guys. It's Friday. Um, it's going to be a great, great show. Also, some exciting news. We, ha- we officially have a TikTok now. Uh, Elijah Fire has a TikTok. So if you type in uh, Elijah Fire Show in TikTok, you'll see us. And we're kind of just treating that and the Instagram kind of as like a highlight reel. We're reeling out all the videos, great clips. We have a lot of amazing, am- that's what I've been doing all week is, is clipping them out, just creating a huge backlog for us to pull from. Just great one minute amazing uh, thing. Uh, yeah, my uh, one of the producers is saying you'll also be doing dances. <laughs> I will not be doing dances uh, with heaven as my witness. I will not be doing Insta- TikTok dances, guys. That's crazy town. Um, I love you guys. You guys are amazing. And you guys are always so encouraging. And it's amazing to see the testimonies of how God is using uh, platforms like this one to catapult you guys in your walk with the Lord, help you to discern better, help you to hear God's voice better. Um, and then you just start prophesying and doing amazing uh, amazing things. So, um, and it's just an honor to even be used as one of many things that God is doing in your life. It's just crazy. It's, it's amazing. Uh, so speaking of amazing, you guys, my guest today is amazing and she's an, she's an author. She's a speaker. She's been on this show uh, a handful of times now. Um, and she's just got a huge heart for the lost. She's an evangelist. Uh, she's also the new believers pastor at Glory City Church in Brisbane, Australia. And also, everybody, she is the host of the Outrageous Hope podcast. Let's give it up for my guest today, Mandy Woodhouse. Mandy, welcome. Hello. Welcome Yay. back to the show. Thank you. It's your first live stream with us. Which is yes, exciting. it is. Yes, it's cool. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's real life. I love real life. I love unpolished because it's real so mm-hmm. you know if you hear a dog barking or snorting in the background mm-hmm. it's real life hey yeah it's and we, we used to edit all that stuff out so you know, yeah. yeah or like when your computer dies you know because oh. plug it in but we, should, we you know we got it we got that cleared away it's not gonna the computer's not gonna die we're clear yeah so, so why don't funny. you tell people about last time you're on the show yeah. Um, you hadn't, I don't think you had released it yet, but you released a podcast. So talk about that really quick. Yes. Okay. So um, my ministry is called Outrageous Hope. And so for many years, I felt like God was saying to do a podcast mm-hmm. and I just wasn't sure how to go about it. It's that feeling of like, I feel like God's calling me to this, but I feel overwhelmed. How do I yeah. do it? And then one day I was, I just woke up and I was like, I need to do this. I need to do this. I enjoy it. I enjoy when I'm on with you guys. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. it's prophetic words spoken in my life. Let's just do it. So I yep. just did it. So I think I'm at, I think I've just recorded episode nine. I'll be doing episode 10 later today, actually. Awesome. And um, yeah, so I'm loving it. I've actually had like testimonies of it's, it's to me, it's just, it's just, it's just a normal everyday you know, discussion, but I've had, um, 
one person say they got filled with the Holy Spirit listening. I've had one person give their life to Jesus or get to lead their daughter to Jesus. I've had just so many cool testimonies. It's amazing. Well, and honestly, guys, I can say this with complete seriousness that, you know, I li I've listened to a lot of podcasts. Um, I do. And it's, 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 it's one of my favorites. And it, and I'm not Aww. saying that just because Mandy's here. I've told her this privately, but it, there's something so honest and heartfelt about your approach. And, <laughs> and the second I started the first, I think it was even the intro, like the intro, you have to do like a little intro one. It's like four yeah. minutes or something like that. Yeah. I immediately felt the, the anointing on it. And I was like, oh, this is, oh. So I always listen to it when I'm going shopping. Like, like, cause I always put an earbud, I have wireless earbuds. So I always put an earbud in while I'm shopping and it's just, uh, it's just really, really great, Mandy. Um, Thank you, and it's always, uh, somehow always exactly what I, I need to hear. Um, and, wow. and I know there's a lot of other people that are that way. So everybody go, uh, is it, I know it's on Spotify. Is it anywhere else? Just on Spotify? The Google, um, Google, Google podcasts as well. Oh, yeah. I'm working on getting it onto Apple. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, and they're great. They're just like, you usually keep it around 23, 25 minutes. And so yeah. you can really just power it out. Um, yeah. And they're just great, you guys. Uh, it's, you know, if you love listening to Mandy, and I know you guys do, you get just her. You don't get me and her. Uh, some people are like, sign me up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no. Kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. Um, yeah. So um yeah, it's just great, Mandy. And and oh, so I'm you. you know, I've listened to every episode probably twice, at least twice. So <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like especially the one with your husband, Costin. Yeah. Like, I think I listened to that one four times. You said that right, Jeff. Well yeah. done. Yeah, well, I've heard you say it enough times. Costin. Yeah. yeah. Being a southern girl, I used to say Karsten. Yeah. Um, but the proper way he's Aussie. So the proper way of saying it is Costin. Mm, so there you go. Yeah. he loves it when people say it the right way. <laughs> well, there you go. He may listen to this later and be like, oh, well done you. Well done. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, um, we, the title of this word is, or the title of this episode is unadulterated. Yes. Um, and you had released a word that we posted on June 5th yeah. on the Elijah list. And actually I have not gotten a chance to read this yet. So I'm kind yeah. of excited to see what it's all about, but let's just jump right in this, this yeah, word, totally. how did it come about? What's it about? Go for it. I'm actually pulling it up, pulling up the word as well. Cause Ooh. I'm going to make sure I get everything. There right. is a link in the description, everybody. If yeah. you want to click yeah. and read along as she goes through it, you're welcome. It's right there. Boom. Click it. Open it in the description. Haha. <laughs> so, okay. So I, I feel like a lot of times the Lord speaks to me in that in between. I'm not fully awake and I'm not fully asleep state, like 4 a.m. kind of thing. Um, he'll speak to me often in dreams as well. He speaks to me in a lot of different ways. But I feel like some of the most potent words I get are that in between state. And there was a while back where I just, it was like this audible voice that felt like it shook the bed. I thought maybe, I thought maybe Kasna had let one of the dogs sleep on the bed and he was shaking the bed or something. I felt the bed shake and I heard the Lord. I just heard it. It was like an audible voice say unadulterated. Hmm. And I, whoa, what the heck? So I made sure to, I can't, 
I do this thing where I'm like, if I'm too sleepy to like write it down, to wake up and write it down and record it, I'll just be like, remember this, unadulterated, 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 remember, remember. So I, I remembered, I went back to sleep, I woke up, I wrote it down. And then a few weeks later, it was the same thing. Without the, sh the shaking, I just heard the word unadulterated. So I looked it up and the word unadulterated actually means, and this is just like Google and, you know, um, Webster's dictionary but, kind yeah, of thing. Having no inferior or added substances, it means pure, it means unmixed, it means not diluted, not with any extra elements, it means complete and absolute. So I'm sitting on that and I'm like, I know that the Lord is doing something in the body of Christ right now. We've been talking about this for two years now. We know that he's you know, purifying and consecrating and all of those things. But this was like, so it made my spirit actually tremble. So I sat on it a little bit longer as, as you do, I talking to the Lord about it, talking to my husband about it. Then I had a dream and that this is kind of where the word kind of came together. It's one of my shorter words. It's short. Even Steve mentions it's it's short, but it's potent because normally I just I have long words. But yeah. basically, the dream was that there were a group of Christians that were walking around and they had veils over their faces. And it was sort of like, um, I'm going to show my nerdiness here. But I know that you understand, Jeff. Straight up nerd, um, right here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a geek. But um, if you've seen Doctor Who, um, there are the Eleventh Doctor. There's an episode that James Corden is actually in, where the it's called the Lodger, and there's a perception filter, and so they think that there's this room upstairs, and even their memory like the perception filter actually messes with the memories and everything. And they think that it's there, but it's actually not there. So mm -hmm. it's a perception filter. Mm -hmm. So in the stream, these people had, it was almost like perception filters on and they're walking around like this. And so what it was doing is it was giving them just a little bit of a skewed perspective on different things. And I'll talk more about what those things are. But these people who were purely unadulterated, everyone, everyone in the stream was a Christian. There were believers who were walking in purity in every area and didn't have any skewed perspective. They were just chasing after God. And let me just say, like the people that had the filter, they loved Jesus. OK, so this is not, you know, they loved Jesus. They were normal Christians. But what was happening was they would meet up for coffee or whatever with the people who didn't have the perception filter. And as they're leaving, if there was a hug or something, they were leaving this residue on the people that were unadulterated. And suddenly those people had a residue of, of like a skewed perspective or something. And um, it was like an ash-like powder. And it was as, as if an inferior substance, and that's what I put in the word, was being left upon the skin of those who had come into the conversation unadulterated. They were leaving with a residue of mixture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know that 
a lot of prophets have said, you know, we have to do away with the mixture. There can't be any mixture. We have to be purely unadulterated because that's the bride of Christ, purely unadulterated. But when I woke up, there was such a urgency. There was an urgency in my spirit that actually brought like a fear of the Lord. Like I sat down with God and he said a few things. He said, I want your words to remain unadulterated. Okay. Every word I speak. Um, I want your home to be unadulterated. I want your friendships and what you converse about to be unadulterated. I want your thoughts to remain unadulterated. Mm-hmm. I want every way that you live to be unadulterated. And he said, you know, we can't do that without the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't do that without, we can do it, but it, it comes through our intimacy with Jesus. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, the, the, um, the thing that I was thinking about uh, while you were saying that is, Uh, Just in my own life, I've been feeling a burden for that too, where God has actually been really prompting me. And honestly, all all this, I talk about this a lot on the show is, is the solution to, to, to all of our problems in our life is like, well, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, whether it's a, uh, you know, um, you're struggling to hear God's voice or uh, you're dealing with uh, gossip or you're dealing with seek God, seek his presence. And yeah. is you're changed when you're in his presence. Like I think yeah. you and I have even talked about this a couple of times uh, on some of your episodes, but with something that God has been really impressing upon me lately is if I ever am in a situation where I'm talking to my wife and I'm kind of getting something off my chest, um, I used to just leave things there. Like if I was get, like, maybe there was something that happened or um, you know, uh, you know, a family member was whatever. Um, if I just left it there, the tendency would be to just let it, it, it kind of would just start to fester. It would just start to, yeah, yeah. you know, those words I spoke out where I didn't actually end by speaking life. And yeah. it's like, I felt better in the moment, uh, because I got it off my chest, but then you're left with this kind of gnawing feeling. Um, and so yeah. what I've actually started doing is, is immediately like ending it by just saying, Lord, we just, I just lift so-and-so up uh, this family member. Yeah. up. I just speak life over them. I speak blessing over them. And I just actually yes. start edifying them, even though, even though they're not there, um, yeah. praying for them. And I think that's actually really shifted my perspective and it actually really helps kind of the, um, helps kind of reorient myself back to the Lord. And I think that's like, that's a really, yeah. really important thing. So often, you know, we see like, in the news, this politician or that politician is doing something or this policy was put into place or or this celebrity, oh, here they go again, going, no, you know what? Like, God, you care yeah. about this person who's on yes. a destructive path. And I just speak that you would just be annoying in their life and not leave them yes. alone, you know, like, yes. <laughs> whatever. Yes. Yeah, it's so true. And I think... Um, Even it it made me hyper aware of like the venting, like at times we need to vent or whatever. I'm a verbal processor and um, yeah, my my husband is a safe place, but I don't want to leave a residue on him. I don't want to leave any sort of residue. And I was just the Lord, as he was showing this to me, was showing me certain 
situations and people and conversations in my life where like I would walk away because I was hyper aware of this. I would walk away from each situation this one particular day where I was like, okay, that person was so close to, um, I could tell they had judgment in their heart towards a certain leader. Mm-hmm. And had I continued to listen chances are the enemy could have gotten in there and caused me to start carrying the secondhand offense that they were carrying. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then I moved on the next, and he was showing me like the next conversation was not like gossip. It wasn't slander, but it wasn't like uplifting to the Lord. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that was glorifying God. And so I found that although I didn't feel like I was sitting next conversation, didn't feel like I was sitting in like a sinful conversation or an uncomfortable conversation, I I walked away feeling um, not not like my eyes were fixed on Jesus, you know, and not trying to sound like I'm being legalistic, but the truth of the matter is, man, where we're at today in the world, He is our everything. Jesus is my everything. I need Him more than anything else, and it's not. Like, I can't afford to play with fire anymore. I can't afford to be lukewarm. I can't afford to, the Lord was showing me earlier, getting on, when you get on those um, roller coaster rides that go upside down, you have to be strapped in. I can't afford to get onto a ride not strapped in. Like, we can't do that anymore. And, and not that anyone ever should have, but just where we are today, the enemy is coming after identity, hardcore, and he wants to twist things and he wants to, and there's just little, and we can talk about that later, but that's where the urgency in this is, you know, like you can't afford to give him even an inch, like a, a little tiny crack in the open window, he's going to smash that thing wide open. We can't yep. afford to do that. Mm-hmm. So this particular day, after I'd released this word, God was just showing me um, every conversation I had. Then I came to a conversation. I'll say the name, my friend, Jesse, Jesse and Sarah, I love them because man, we talk about the prophetic and we talk about what God is doing and we talk about, and it's this mutual edifying thing and we make jokes and we laugh, but it's so pure and it's so unadulterated that when I walk away from them, I feel almost homesick for heaven. Mm. And, and like, that's my way of saying it, it makes me want more. It makes uh-huh. me want more. And we build each other up. And I feel like that is the place where relationships need to be. And we can mm-hmm. like Jesse and I can be nerds together and we can whatever, but but we but it's Jesus is being cultivated more and yeah. more and more. That Holy Spirit is stirring. Yeah. And we can't walk away having diluted faith either like Mm -hmm. some conversations i'm like oh gosh i don't want to argue with you because sometimes in the argument and proverbs talks so much about avoiding arguments with fools sorry but sometimes when someone all they want to do is argue what's happening in their heart is that there's some sort of mixture and you don't want your faith to be diluted by arguing with a fool like mm-hmm. it sounds yeah. so harsh, but that's what it's, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I, I think it's, it's true though. And I think that that's why I avoid any kind of 
disagreement on social media. Um, you'll yes. very rarely yeah. see me commenting uh, some kind of counter or something. I, I mean, it depends on what it is, but for the most part, yeah. I, I like it. <laughs> I, I always said social media is a bit like everybody is in a, a, a full packed stadium full of thousands of people all trying to out yell each other. And, uh, you know, it's like you don't, people very rarely go there to be like, you know what, I'm going to keep an open mind today. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. You know, people, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, and I also said, I've also always said it'd be a scary thing to be able to he hear people's thoughts. And then I realized, I'm like, social media kind of is that. Like when you get <laughs> you combat with people like that, who've many yeah. of them have already made up their mind and it's too safe. And I, I often find that people are actually um, nicer in person than they are on social media. It's like this yeah. kind of thing. And so I think that yeah. um, I just don't even engage in it because I'm like, I've found that my conversations with people face to face are far more constructive. Uh, if Absolutely. we disagree slightly, um, yes. because you can hear tone, you can hear, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's different when you're actually there looking somebody yes. in the eyes and you're like, this is a person totally. who has value. And then, yes. you know, you can be a little bit more. Uh, so if any of you guys have, have a hard time not coming to blows on social media, maybe take this to heart that maybe, maybe that's not the place to do it. And, and there's a vulnerability that comes from being in, in communion with somebody. When you're talking to somebody, there's a, 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 yeah. a vulnerability, whether it's a positive interaction or you end up slightly degree, disagreeing about things. And I think that that's, yeah. that's like really important. So this is a, this is a good word. I think, um, yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. Look, and the urgency in it is yeah. just like, I feel like what the enemy wants to do right now. He, he's so, um, he's exposed himself, right? The enemy has exposed himself. We see him. He's in some big things. We, we see clearly where he is. And so I, I feel like what God's, showing me is that he's trying to hide now because he's overexposed and he's overplayed his hand in so many areas um, that he tries to hide. So he tries to get us to a place where we'll carry secondhand offense. Yeah, that's huge. Or we will dilute our faith or we will dilute. He wants to dilute God's, our understanding of God's goodness or dilute our authority or make us carry, um, there's like counterfeit everywhere. He wants to keep identity twisted and he wants us to cling to the counterfeit and not the real. Mm. He wants to water down the finished work of Christ. Um, there's so many things he wants to do. He wants to keep us in places where we are um, settling for the inferior substance. That's when you're, when, when you're, not unadulterated, you you end up settling for inferior substances. And that's where he's at right now. So this isn't just about what the words we speak or conversations we have or whether we, you know, debate or not debate on Facebook. The issue at hand is that what he wants to do is twist identity and he wants us to settle for less than than what we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about, uh, cause there's two things that you've mentioned, um, 
and I kind of want to go back to them. I made a little list here. Um, number one, let's talk a little bit about secondhand offense and what that yeah. is and, and why you think that happens. So what is secondhand offense for anybody who's like, yeah. for some reason, maybe hasn't heard that term. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. Um, not cool, but so, uh, I, like, let's say, let's say as a leader, my husband does something that he makes a call. Okay. This actually has happened to us in the past where, um, leading a church, he made a call to, um, streamline one of the ministries we were doing. And so to, to make sure that everyone was on the same page, he required that all of these leaders attend this one day of training so that everyone could get on the same page because the church was growing and we just needed, we needed everyone to do this train. It was a prophetic training. Everyone get on the same page. And people were so offended because I've been prophesying all my life. Why do I need training? You can't stop me from getting up and sharing the word of the Lord. However, no, I'm not telling you, you can't do that. Let's just all get on the same page so that when new people come in, like you get what I'm saying, we keep it safe and we protect, we protect it. And so um, one person in particular was just really, really offended. So in a conversation with someone else, her perspective was twisted a little bit. And there were other issues at work in her heart that had nothing to do with the church, my husband, anything. This is many, many, many years ago, by the way. This is not recent. <laughs> um, and so what ended up happening was in conversation, just like my dream with this other person who was like pure and just like, yay, this is a great idea. Let's do this training. Yay. That person um, was sharing bro like from a place of brokenness and it made the other person start to feel offended at, at our leadership for, but, but not even their own offense. It was like on behalf of their friend, they were like, well, that shouldn't have happened and you shouldn't have to do the training and why and why and, and it became a secondhand offense. Yeah. So, and, and it was actually because person A who was offended, who had other things in their heart, Person B, who was pure at heart and had no idea that person A had other offense in their heart that had nothing to do with the church, um, took that on and was like, well, why would leadership do that? And, right. you know, that to me, that is secondhand offense. And we yep. have to be very, very aware. And that's where our time with the Holy Spirit comes in. Like, mm -hmm. God, make me discerning. Help me to see. Help me to be able to discern whether... Jeff is offended or how I can like get into to the his heart and help him heal so that I don't carry the offense and he doesn't carry offense anymore. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. And I do feel like there, when people take up secondhand offense too, it it's a lot of times it's the, and I can speak from personal experience that it's been the enemy exploiting my compassion towards this individual yes. who yes. is, yeah. maybe they, yeah, they're using a filter of other offenses that have, they've let kind of, they've fed in yeah. water and they're there and they're informing their offense on this thing. And then they're yeah. communicating that to me and I care about this person, 
And that's why, honestly, discernment is so important, too, even in the midst of dealing with our friends and helping them be free because it's. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, even just I'm like, you know, my with my wife, too. You know, we've had plenty of those experiences where one of us will take yeah. up secondhand offense and being like, well, hang on. Whoa, let's wait here a second. Yeah. You know, and then, um, you know, yeah. So I think yeah. that that's a really important detail, too, is that sometimes the enemy because he's he's cunning he he knows how to exploit good yeah. things so like yes, my yes. compassion towards somebody my friend he knows how to e exploit that and use that to like ha see now you're upset aren't you because they were wrong look how unjust yeah. that is and you're like well i care yes. about i care about justice so yeah. you know and it just it's yeah. like this snowball effect yeah we have to be so aware of that hey like so aware one of the keys I teach my students, um, which I wish I had, I wish I had a photo of it. If you're visual, um, I was carrying secondhand offense a couple of years ago, and there was a relational issue. I I was friends with this person and this person who were not getting along, and I was hearing a little bit, and and I was kind of in the middle, and so. I went to the father and I said, I need you to tell me what's on your heart because I can't carry and I could discern that this person's perspective was skewed and this person's perspective was skewed. And, you know, I always say there's three sides to every story. There's my side, there's your side, then there's what really happened. And so I was like, I just, I don't even care what really happened. I need the father's heartbeat. So he had, I'm, I'm pretty creative. So he had me get this giant piece of like butcher paper and I drew this giant heart. It was just a heart. And he said to me, I want you to write in the heart all the things biblically that are on my heart for relationship. Oh, that's cool. Like and that. so in this heart, and we have it hanging in our, in our back prayer room, it's got all the things like he wants unity and he wants us to be devoted to one another in love and love keeps no record of wrongs and all of the things, you know, we outdo one another in honor and just all of the things that are on his heart for love. And then I was able to step back and look at that and say, okay, that's your heartbeat. Wow, that's great. That's the heartbeat of the father. Yeah. So now I know how to pray. So whenever I knew I would see either of these women, I would just be praying into it. Okay. Like, okay. Yes. Unity. And it's like, he gave me his heartbeat. So then I was able to remain unadulterated in the midst of turmoil mm. because I, I knew what was on his heart I and I wasn't it. taking on her offense or her offense. Yeah. So I feel like that's a word for somebody. Go and find out say. what's on the father's heart for whatever situation it is. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe that's some, some homework for some of you that are taking up offense right now is, is, is do the exact same thing and just write down, even if it's mm. in your journal, like so in the yeah. back of your journal, if you journal or, or you can put it on a post-it, post-it notes on your mirror, uh, you know, so when you wake up in the morning, you're reminded and you can even attach scriptures to those attributes of like what God desires and even just mm -hmm. speak those scriptures out loud. Um, I think that's really good. Yes. That's really, that's, that's good, Mandy. That's that, was, that was the Holy spirit. Hey, yeah. um, yeah. let me give some keys 
to remaining unadulterated. This was in the word. And then I would love to talk about something else that goes along with this that I feel, oh, I feel like yeah. burning. Okay. <sighs> okay. So some keys to remaining unadulterated. I laugh because I actually, um, in the email to the producers, put the wrong thing, keys to avoid being unadulterated. And Illumination wrote me back and she was like, I think you worded this wrong. <laughs> Should oh, no. it say this? I was like, yes, oh no. So <laughs> keys to remaining unadulterated and thank you, Illumination. Um, so in the dream, you know that there were residue of ashes on people's skin who secondhand offense or whatever it may be. The Lord said to me, what do I do with ashes? I make them beautiful. So I wanted to say to some people, you know, if you're feeling the conviction in this and you're like, oh man, like I have allowed secondhand offense or I have allowed people to vent to me, which, you know, prayer requests that are actually gossip kind of thing. Oh yeah. Uh, or, or like, you know, like, I'm on this thing right now where Jesus loves the bride. Mm -hmm. He loves her. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are churches being shaken and things being exposed. And I know that some pastors have fallen. And But man, it is not my job to go blasting that all over Facebook or to be excited about the new documentary about the pastor that fell. No, right. he loves the those people. He loves yeah. them passionately and he died for them just like he died for you and me. And so like that in itself, get that junk off of you. You love the bride the way that Jesus loves the bride because Jesus died for the bride and he'll deal with all that stuff. He's dealing with it. Obviously let him deal with it. We don't need to go in. Oh, that's a whole nother subject. But so the ashes I heard him say, exchange just go and exchange the ashes for beauty isaiah 61 go and exchange the ashes for beauty where where some may have agreed with the enemy you can just go and say forgive me for agreeing i renounce that agreement i repent give me beauty for these ashes that's his promise i heard him say change the tune so if I'm listening to Spotify and I've got a playlist, I do this a lot. My husband goes crazy because I'll be playing some worship. And I'm like, oh, I'm tired of this song. I just skip to the next I one. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, stop changing the song. Just leave it on. Mm -hmm. We can change the tune. If I'm having a conversation with you, Jeff, I know this would never happen. But and And you're like talking bad about somebody. I don't have to stop and harshly rebuke you. I can just change the tune. Let's just be like, I'm sorry you feel this way, but hey, let's talk about what God's doing. Let me tell you, whatever. Just change yeah. the tune. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you're not, oh, sorry. I'll, I'll let you continue. Yeah, I really want to make no, sure you okay. get to this piece. Oh, it's okay. Go it. No, go for it. Um, <laughs> oh, now. No. No. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> yeah. You can change the topic of conversation. Yeah. Let's go. I put, in, I put in the word too that anything that's inferior to who Jesus is can be redirected back to him. Just redirect it back to Jesus. Um, I put that prayer, worship, and remembering who God is are things that will always crack through broken or warped perspectives. So 
you know, if someone has a broken or warped perspective, just go back to who who is God in this situation? What's on the Father's heartbeat? You know, you don't have to draw out the little heart for them, but you can just say, hey, well, what do you think is the Father's heart for this person? Hey, Jeff, you're struggling with this person. Well, what do you think is the Father's heart? Let's pray together. Let's pray that this person who's forgotten who they are will remember who God sees them. And then it helps you help the person remember who God sees them and the person they're offended with kind of thing. Mm. Oh, that's great. And then at the last one, prepare to be misunderstood. Mm. We have to be prepared to be misunderstood. Hey, cause yeah, I've had conversations with people who are like, but you don't understand what she did to me. And like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't go there with you. And, you know, and it look, makes me look like I'm not compassionate or, or even, even like watching certain movies. Um, even again, I'm not trying to be legalistic. It's just where the Lord's taking me, man. If it's not Jesus, if it's not like, ah, Jesus flavored, I don't want it these days. Yeah. Like, I just don't want it, you know? And we have to, um, I just feel like it's so important. We have to have discernment and we have to walk so close, closely with him. Mm -hmm. um, have to hear his voice because there's so many counterfeits out there. And I was this morning, the Lord was reminding me of the fact that my husband is actually um, a registered wine sommelier, even though he doesn't drink anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. And so... It, and he does the same thing with coffee. And so there's just something, there's a gift. His palate is so clean and pure that he can taste something and he can be like, he knows the region, he knows the year, wow. he knows what grape it is. That you know, is and so the same amazing. thing with coffee. He'll just have like a sip of like black coffee and be like, okay, that's got this flavor and that flavor it's nutty it's fruity it's earthy okay it must be ugandan and tanzanian and blah 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 and that's just the palette that he's got and he's the same yeah. way in the spiritual atmosphere as well wow. but because his palate is so unadulterated and he doesn't eat a lot of junk and stuff either he's quite healthy because his palate is so unadulterated that when he tastes it Someone could say to him, oh, this uh, this is a wine from California. And he's like, actually, no, this is this is not. This is a southern hemisphere, blah, 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 kind of New Zealand grape, whatever, because he knows mm -hmm. and he's always right. And that's yeah. why he is, you know, had that position again. He doesn't do it anymore, but because he has trained himself, because he has spent time training and tasting and we taste and see that the Lord is good. So when we get a counterfeit and it tastes a little bit yucky, we know it's not the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that's the yeah. point about remaining unadulterated because the enemy wants to come in and give counterfeit and he wants to give you a pers um, warped perspective and the perception filters and all the things the enemy wants to do. But we have to be at a place where we're like, man, you know, but as the, the time draws near, I'm not in, in times, I'm not talking to scare people, but yeah. as, as the time draws near, um, 
you know, they're good. The Bible says the Antichrist spirit is out there. We, we know that. We see that. And so there's so many people, situations and spirits that are trying to deceive us. In order for us to remain in truth, we have to know, whoa, wait a second. No, this doesn't taste like my father. This mm. doesn't taste like these grapes are not these, this, uh, and that is the reason yeah. to remain unadulterated. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now back to the show. Man. Yeah, that's, uh, I, first off, I got mad respect for anyone who's a sommelier. Man, like <laughs> having a that palate that refined. I've seen some people on YouTube and they're like, they explain like, uh, I'm just like, man, like that's just nuts. And then to be able to do it with the coffee as well, uh, it's just, you know, mad props to Costin. Way to go. <laughs> um, uh, but um, I, the same thing kind of has happened to me lately. Uh, I would say within the past four months, I started noticing this happening um, and it's gotten stronger and stronger is if anything is not right for for me, the, I mean, the this the Holy Spirit lets me know right away. And and it actually manifests in me getting an upset stomach. So I'll be listening to maybe an old song that I didn't really have any, you know, maybe it was a liked song in my Spotify or something. And I'll be going through my liked songs. Then all of a sudden it starts playing. And I'm like, ooh, whoa. Like just like a light switch. Just immediately yeah. I'll be like working. All of a sudden I'm like, ooh, this is, this is not good. Like I can, it's yeah. like you become more acute. The more time you spend with the Lord, the more more sensitive yes. you become and it's not a yeah. bad thing as a matter of fact it's a really good thing and, and it doesn't mean yeah. you're boring and it doesn't mean you're like denying those things that that you know the lord has asked you not to do not go well it's a, it's okay for so-and-so you know i'm like maybe it is maybe it's not you don't know you all you know yeah. is what the lord is telling you and i think that's yes. really important too is not creating yeah. this egalistic kind of doctrine of like mandy because the Lord told me to abstain from pizza, you are not allowed to eat pizza anymore. The yeah, Lord yeah. Sin, you know, like, and yes. it's like, no, he told me. And, and the most important thing is like just focusing on Jesus. And it's like, yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, man, I, there's so much I can say about this. Um, so I, that's been really, really uh, rocking my world in a really good way. It's just focusing yeah. on yourself and, and you're going to be an example to those around you. It's going to happen. Um, yeah, definitely. Don't be a legalist about it. Don't be judgy McJudgerson about it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, like, um, so yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Even the conversation, um, where like, if I'm in a conversation and I have to change the tune, mm -hmm. I, I want to do it with grace and with love. Um, because you know, it, it it's his kindness. And so that's what, you know, if I'm, if, if we're in a conversation and someone starts in on leadership or on this or on that or whatever, and, and my spirit is like, you need to change, you need to change the conversation. Um, I won't do it in a judgy way. I'll just gently. And then again, this is where we need the Holy Spirit. This is where we need intimacy with him. This is where we need to just be with the Lord because we're it. Yeah. We just need him. We're just desperate for him. And that's the only way. That's the only way. Love, love, love. Um, but yeah. Hey, can I talk about the difference between ordinary and extraordinary? 
because I think that goes along well with the um, with the idea of remaining unadulterated. Is that okay? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Let's go for it. Okay. So, and this isn't a word that I've put out yet, but oh man, I felt the Lord say um, that it's time to lead a revolt against the ordinary. Mm. And I shared the, this with our youth recently. Um, my husband and I got, we love ministering together. It's just so good. We get to minister to the youth, but um, ordinary is not in your nature. Ordinary is not in our nature. We have been given a new nature in Christ. We're new creations in Christ. The old is gone. The new has come. We've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer us that lives. It's him that lives within us. Peter says that we are partakers of his divine nature. Therefore, he who's in us is greater than he who's in the world. Therefore, ordinary is no longer in our nature. Mm. And the Lord has been showing me there is a difference between extraordinary living and ordinary living and it's time for us to stop settling for the ordinary because it's not actually who we are it's good um first corinthians 3 3 paul's talking to the corinthians and he's like you've done this and you've done this in the flesh and you've done that and you're just kind of like i guess kind of rebuking a little bit and then he says you're acting like mere mortals you're acting like mere men that's caught my attention recently. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing in my life that's making me act like a mere, a mere mortal, a mere man, mere woman? Because that's not actually who I am anymore because of the power at work within me. I, I can just qu quote so many scriptures. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is at work within me. First John 5, 4, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. I am an overcomer. I was born to win. That's a quote from my friend Aaron. Um, so he's actually made us extraordinary. We're not ordinary. We are extraordinary. But we forget that. We forget how extraordinary we are. Um you know, I, I heard the Lord say, you were not born again to be ordinary. Mm, that's good. That's you good. were not yeah. born again to be ordinary. And so there's just this thing in my in my heart. And I've seen that word revolt on so like books. And I just see the word over and over and over and over again. And a revolt, one definition of it is an attempt to end the authority of someone or something by rebelling. I'm not talking about bad rebellion, by the way. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a refusal to cooperate with the enemy, the spirit of the age. Mm -hmm. A refusal to cooperate with that because we're called to be extraordinary. We were created to be recreated in Christ to live extraordinary. We don't have to live ordinary. Yeah. And man, oh man, like that, that is actually like the conviction in my heart over that, even to the point of like, um, I guess I'll be raw for a moment because I love, I love raw, real. Yeah. But um, yesterday I just had some things happen in my world that, um, promises that we've been waiting on for a really long time 
that um, I, we lost yesterday. Oh. And I came so close to contacting you guys and saying, guys, I can't do this. Mm. And the Lord said, you're extraordinary. Mm. And I'm with you. Mm. And you can do this. And I'm calling you to do this. Mm. And of course, there's a, a healthy emotion you can you can walk through with the lord but the lord is calling us to something higher and it's not like a calling that is like a, an obligation or a religious thing it's actually we've been created for that yeah. and that part that's part of being unadulterated it's you can be unadulterated when you realize that you're actually actually extraordinary and that you can, that's part of being like revolting against being ordinary and, and ordinary is counterfeit. <laughs> it's not the real deal. It feels good and it looks good, but it's not the real deal. Mm -hmm. The real deal is Jesus at work within us and making us extraordinary. He's made us extraordinary because we're new creations in Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm. And, um, yeah, I just feel like I don't want to be commonplace. I don't want to be ordinary. I don't want to be standard, you know. Um, and the reason I don't want that, none of us really wants that. Who wants that? No one really wants that. If yeah. you're okay with being ordinary, it's probably because you're afraid of something. I was just going to say uh, that. <laughs> Yeah. You're afraid or you're believing a lie, which is kind of the same thing. Yeah. But again, he says over and over, you are not born again to be ordinary. It's time to start seeking him to see what extraordinary looks like. It's time to start digging into the Holy Spirit. It's time to start seeing like who you actually are. Let him untwist the identity um, and begin to like lead a revolt against the ordinary in your life. Mm -hmm. Very careful with that word because I'm not trying to say to be rebellious or to be cruel or to be mean or to start a war. I'm I'm saying to um, don't cooperate any longer. Don't partner with the spirit of ordinary any longer if that makes sense yeah well i think that when you just follow the status quo i think is, is another way of saying it too yeah. you know like the status quo um honestly you're you're kind of closed off uh from the the spirit from, from being able to yeah. hear the spirit i know that from personal experience um because yeah. it takes some serious it actually takes some serious courage to relinquish there's a measure of control that comes from being part of the status quo because things yeah. are things are presented to you you have option a option b option c and you get to choose any one of these combinations and then every single one of those things you choose option a b or c then they go mm -hmm. okay now that you chose option a you have yeah. options a b or c and it's it's that over and over it's that monotony of just yeah. like over and over and over again and it's just that gray veil that's kind of thing and so um yeah i think that's great uh, but it does take some serious courage to to step outside of that and go hey god what do you want me to do <laughs> and then, yeah, and then it's yeah. like, you know uh it's not going to be option a b or c often if 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 
all you've been doing is following the the mundane and and my wife yeah. and i uh, just really quick story um we uh we had been married for a year we felt like we, we had we were supposed to take a year off because we were in missions and we left ywam and we were uh spending a year uh just being married um and which was cool because i actually found out after the fact that um it was it, it was uh with with hebrew men it was it was uh customary to get off the battlefield focus on their marriage or being with their wife for an extended period of time i think it was around a year or something like that too so i was like oh cool mm -hmm. so then afterwards we uh, we felt like we we're supposed to make a pretty big jump a uh, big faith jump and it required um kind of exposing like we had to tell people like hey we feel like we're supposed to go to kona hawaii uh, i'm supposed to do this school my wife's supposed to do that school um and it was all well and good uh, for a while, but, um, as we got closer and the Lord had told us, Hey, I want you to just wait. Cause we were like, what do you want us to do? Do you want us to like fundraise? Do you want us to like do all? And he's like, I want you to just be with me. I want you to be patient. I want you to wait, wait for me. And yeah. so I'm like, that's easy when it's like a year from now. But then when you <laughs> get to like a month before you're supposed to leave and you don't have yeah. money for play tickets, you don't have money for your school yet. And, and, and I mean, I'm, cr I'm on my knees because I have people in that moment, people are watching. I mean, people are really watching me yeah. at this point and my wife yeah. and you have this moment where you have to go, well, whose opinion do I care more about? Do I care more about yes. seeking the Lord or the other people mm -hmm. who are literally loved ones telling you this is foolish. What you're doing is not of God. What you're doing is wrong. You're jeopardizing this, yeah. this, 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 and knowing I know. And then it was like, there's a lot more I could say, but I'm really trying to condense it down because it's pretty crazy. <laughs> but, uh, but it was like there was this definitive moment where we had to like, OK, what are you going to do? What are we going to do? And, um, mm -hmm. and so we made the decision in the next day, like all the money came in uh, for this thing just out of nowhere. Um, yeah. Totally out of left field. But so it took good. us. Yeah, but it took us being like, are we going to be ordinary? Or are we going to be extraordinary? And it's not yeah. like, ah, ah, I'm so special. Like it's just yeah. knowing what your identity is in the Lord. I think, yes. and, and doing him. And I think that's yeah. following God leads. And you see this all over the Bible, uh, following God, saying yes to God, um, you know, your reputation, you know, be whatever uh, results in extraordinary things because that's who God yeah. is. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. And like, I think too, um, you know, man, if that's what you want, if you want to understand that you've been made extraordinary, uh, like chase after him, chase after him, chase after him with all you've got, go for it, like dive deep, go deeper into the Bible, go deeper into prayer and be real. Like, I, I know some of the comments, people are like, I want to, I just don't know how. Tell him, I want to, I want more of you. I don't know how. Because he says that as we draw near to him, he draws near to us. And he just is like waiting. He's just he, like arms open wide waiting. Come on, draw near, draw near. Because the minute, the minute you draw near to him, man, he's there with you. Mm. And he's ready to empower us. Like we can't do any of this in our own strength. You can't be unadulterated in your own strength. You can't live an extraordinary life in your own strength. Even though I believe that scripture is clear that when you're born again, that's who you are. 
it's up here. We need transformation up here. We need to believe the truth that this is who we are. We need to understand what he's given us and what he's done for us. And the only way to get to that place is to dive deep with him. And that looks like prayer. That looks like the Bible. That looks like getting into a good community. That looks like doing, I don't know, an online course or reading books, anything that you can get your hands on that's going to push you closer into his presence. And, you know, the, ah, he's just so good. I feel like he's just like waiting and the invitation's there. He's just waiting for people, just waiting for you to take that step towards him. He's already there. He's already there, just waiting. Yeah. And that's the season we're in too, is yes. God is just like, man, the things he's doing right now in, in the hearts of people is, mm. is, uh, it's just so good. Uh, it, I mean, it's yeah. like, that seems kind of silly. You know, it's like, yeah, God is good, you know, but, but, um, there's just so much, so I'm like, I don't know. I just, I get so lately I've just been getting so excited about what God is doing. Cause I, it's interesting how, if you, if, um, there's a line that says, uh, from Star Wars that I absolutely love. And it's called, your, it, it, it goes, your focus determines your reality. And I think that so often if you're focused on, if you're focused on negative things, it's going to breed yeah. negativity, you know? But if yeah. I'm focused on the Lord, oh my goodness, watch out. Yes, <laughs> it's like so, yes, yes. so exciting. And just to see um, so many people who are, um, you know, even within the last two years, we started following the Lord and what God is doing in their lives. It's just, oh man, it's so like words, words. I'm like having a hard time articulating this because it's like so amazing. Because <laughs> it's like, I feel it in my spirit, but the words aren't doing it justice. Because I'm like, yeah. it's so exciting. People are like, yeah, it is exciting. I'm like, no, but it's like, ex- but it's like exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, you get it. I get you. you get it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. You get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So really quick, I saw something in the comments. An- Anushka, you live in Kona, Kona, Hawaii. I was there in 2013. I was doing the school, uh, the I was doing the the film school and my wife was doing the art school. So we were there for like seven, eight months, eight months, I think. Yeah. So there you go. I was there 2013, mm-hmm. January 2013. Who knows? Maybe I bumped into you. So. Yeah, I worked with Joel Rogers. If you know Joel Rogers, he he did the Innovision Street. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> so cool. There though. you go. Yeah. So, Yay. well, Mandy, do you have anything else on your heart? I also wanted to give you a chance to pray pray for people too. Oh, I, excuse me. I just want to pray for people. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like I just like went for it. I just like I just went for it. So I don't know. It's just burning on my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see. I want to see people walking in their destiny, knowing who they are. And I don't want to see people um, have tangled up identities and fall for counterfeits because Jesus is the real deal. Hey, so I'll just pray, but let me grab a sip of water first. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So Jesus, we give you this time. And I pray for every person, Lord God, that you would begin, Holy Spirit, to reveal to hearts who you are, who who you truly are, and what you have done for us. And I thank you, Father, for 
um, the truth that it is by not by power, not by might, but by your spirit It is by your spirit that we can walk in the fullness of an extraordinary life, the life that you died to give us. It is by your power that we can live unadulterated. It is by your power alone, God, that we can um, we can say to one another that just to be devoted in love and to change the tune where necessary and to call each other up into the fullness of what you have created us for. And I thank you, Father, that you you have created us to live extraordinary lives. I ask Holy Spirit now that you would begin to reveal to people what that looks like, Lord, for them as individuals, what that looks like. And I pray that you would surround them with people that are willing to call them up in love, that are willing to encourage them to be each other's biggest support and biggest encouragement. And I thank you, Father, for those people that you put in my life that remind me who I am on a daily basis, God, that you would make us people who are each other's biggest champions, reminding each other who they are. And God, I pray for breakthrough, breakthrough and healing, breakthrough and healing. There's someone here that needs just a massive healing in their heart. And so I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you would bring healing to their heart, to their emotions, to their mind in Jesus name. For those who need a deliverance in their mind, the torment in their mind, I speak to that torment. I bind you up and I tell you to get off in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father. I thank you that your bride is rising and shining. Oh, we love you, Lord. Thank you for beauty for ashes. Thank you that you've given us a hope and a future. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Mandy, thank you so much. Um, also thank you for your, your vulnerability. I know you don't even have to say anything, uh, you know, with things like that and people can feel it. And, um, you know, I know that, that, that's something that oddly, uh, it doesn't always seem like it's going to, but it blessed a lot of people, um, just that level of vulnerability. So, uh, thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, how can people follow you in your amazing ministry? Ah, well, um, all these ways now. Uh, Mandy Woodhouse at Rageous Hope on Facebook. I have YouTube. I have my podcast, Outrageous Hope Podcast, which is on Google Podcasts and Spotify at the moment, just those two. I am on TikTok, not regularly, but I am on TikTok. <laughs> and um, Mandy Woodhouse at RageousHope.com is my website where there's my blog and some updates, itinerary, stuff like that. And I'm going to Brazil in October. Yay, Woo! Jesus. I'm so excited. Oh, so yeah. Excited. And you get to see your dad as well. I get to see my dad. I, get, I haven't been back to America in three years. I'm so excited. About 2019, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so excited. That so. is so exciting. Yay! Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear more about that Brazil trip. That's going to be sweet. Yes. yes. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Mandy. Your thank blessing. You. Yeah. Yeah. So nice everybody, yeah, everybody join it. Have a great weekend. Have a great. Oh, weekend. thank you. Yeah, yeah. you too. <laughs> and then also everybody don't forget about if that homework really resonated, 
I think Jeff dropped out. He's like entirely frozen on my end, Mandy. (laughs) (laughs) I thought so. Okay, so I'll just wrap it up. So next week, I know Jeff was going to announce it, but I will just do this. Next week, we are going to start a new series. We're having Harmony Klingenmeyer back to do a parenting series on The Ledge of Fire that starts next Friday. So be sure and catch that with us. Jeff, surprise, surprise, is not going to be hosting that series. His sister, Jen, who's hosted for us before, will be hosting that series. So make sure you're here next week to do that. And I think that's it. You guys have a great weekend. Thank you so much, Mandy, for being on the show. We love you. Bless you guys. Have a great weekend. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.